Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode 232. We're going to grade another one of my rookie drafts and this one's going to be a fun one. Uh, one of my favorite leagues that I'm in is, is on hosted on Reality Sports Online, RSO. I call it the RSO League where it's a salary cap league. So the players actually signed to contracts and you have to manage your cap. If you've not done a league like this, oh man, you really should. It adds a whole new layer of complexity about how you're going to build your roster. So much fun. Would love it if you guys would jump into a league like this. So much fun. To give you an idea, you can do the settings differently, but in this league that we're in, uh, the rookies get three-year contracts. And the higher the draft pick, you know, they're going to get slotted with a higher salary in that initial contract. And so that's how that kind of works, three-year contracts. But then what's fun is just like in the NFL, then you get options at the end of their contracts where you can either pick up a fourth-year option and just you know sign them for one more year before you decide what to do with them. You can extend the contract, which is essentially signing them to a second contract. And then you can also use a franchise tag on one player. So fun. And so when players' contracts expire, uh, then they get entered into free agency. And then there's a free agency pool. And just like we have a rookie draft here in May, then in August, we have the free agent auction, which then you're bidding on players that are all the ones that got dropped into free agency. So much fun to actually spend real money, your real salary cap that you have to manage in trying to sign these people to contracts in a live uh, free agent auction. How much fun is that? See, you should really be a part of a league like this. Uh, this is the only one that I'm in, and it's also the only league where I have a co-manager. My buddy Dave Brown and I thought this was uh, going to be a fun fun thing to jump into, and so we decided that we'd co-manage a team, and it's been just a blast working together, uh, preparing for these rookie drafts, preparing for our free agents, making decisions about all the money and who we're going to spend it on. It's, it's so much fun, uh, fun to have a co-manager. And I'll say that we've actually done pretty well. We've won the championship three out of the last six years, so the whole league's existed for six years, so we've won 50% of the championships. And uh, this one has a pretty sizable prize for the, the highest scoring team at the end of the year. And we've taken that home almost every single year that the league has been around. So we've done pretty well. Last year, however, we lost in the semifinals, uh, leaving us with the number 10 pick in this 12-team league. And one more thing that I'll say before I jump into this draft is uh, what, one of the things that I like about this is uh, you have to decide. You have to kind of finalize your roster before the rookie draft. So right before the rookie draft, you have to decide and make all of your financial decisions. And so here's what we did. Uh, we placed the franchise tag on Austin Eckler. So that was fun to lock him up for another year, although it's at a very, very high price. And then we picked up the fourth year option on Najee Harris, which means that we'll have him this year and next year. As for other running backs, Jamal Williams is the only other running back that we have under contract. So we know that we're gonna have to pick up some running backs in that free agent auction come August. Matthew Stafford is our only quarterback under contract. Um, we decided not to extend Justin Herbert, and so we had to let him go into free agency because you can only do it with, with one person. And so uh, that's how we're going with quarterback. We'll talk more about that here when I, uh, when I wrap up this podcast. Where we're particularly great is that we are loaded at receivers. That's where we've chosen to kind of keep extending contracts of guys. And so under contract, we have C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, still in his rookie deal, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Terry McLaurin, all under contract. So we're loaded at wide receiver. 
Our only tight end that we had on our on our uh, contract is Greg Dulcich, and so that's kind of where we are going into this draft. Just for context, it's a one-quarterback PPR league uh, where we start 10 players. You've got one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and then four flex spots, which is why in this PPR league we've chosen to uh, assign a lot of our receivers to extended contracts. Before I jump into the draft, though, um, let me just remind you to, or, or say like I've tried to say on these last few podcasts, that sometimes these type of podcasts are easier to read than they are to listen to, because I'm just going to be listing a bunch of the names and how people went. And so I did do a full write-up of this draft as well on the website. So if you just go to dynastyfreaks.com, you can read the write-up if you want to do that as well. But let's go ahead and jump into it. There's a few things that make uh, RSO or salary cap leagues um, unique and that make make the draft a little bit different than what you'll see elsewhere. But uh, I'll make comments on that as we go. So let's let's jump in. <clears throat> Round number one, here's how it went. Bijan Robinson, it's two, Jamar, uh, Jamar Gibbs. Three, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Four, Quentin Johnson. Five, Zay Flowers. Six, Anthony Richardson. Seven, Jordan Addison. Eight, Devin A. Chain. Nine, Zach Charbonneau. Charbonnet. I always want to say Charbonneau because I have a friend with that name. Charbonnet. Uh, Ten, our pick was Michael Mayer. Eleven, Josh Downs. Twelve, Kendra Miller. So a couple comments about these uh, th- this round compared to other drafts that I've been a part of so far. Jordan Addison fell uh, further in this draft than I've seen him fall in any other of my one quarterback leagues. Uh, I've seen Richardson and Johnson's drafted ahead of Addison in a few drafts, but I've never seen Zay Flowers get drafted ahead of him, so that was quite a surprise. It's also the first time that I've seen A-Chain drafted ahead of Charbonnet. That was pretty interesting. They're back-to-back in my rankings, so it's not like a huge surprise in my eyes, but it was the first time that I've seen A-Chain go ahead of Charbonnet. Uh, Another first in this draft is that Josh Downs was getting drafted in the first round um, at number at number 11. That's the first time that I've seen him drafted um, in the first round like this. He's been drafted uh, 14, 17, and 19 in my one quarterback leagues. So seeing him picked here at number 11 was uh, pretty, pretty surprising as well. You know, rookie drafts and these salary cap leagues, they differ slightly from regular dynasty drafts in that the, you really need immediate production. And so sometimes, you know, you need to figure out whether you're gonna assign a guy to a longer contract or not. They need to perform quickly. And so because of that, uh, managers draft a little bit differently. Uh, Tight ends tend to fall and running backs tend to be pushed up the board, just so you know. Well, speaking of tight ends, uh, we were pleased to select Michael Mayer. That's who we thought that we were going to get with this pick. You know, in this round, we'd hoped that Charbonnet would fall to us, but we were very surprised that he was falling down the board, but he was picked right before us. And so you guys know if you've been following me, I've already, I've already said too much about my love for Mayer. I will tell you that I put my money where my mouth is because I've drafted him in three leagues so far, and I think I'm uh, about to draft him in another one as well. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Um, we just think that uh, he's going to be like a Jason Witten type of producer who's just going to prove it year one and help us you know, for the next three years and make us decide what we're going to do, if we're going to extend his contract or not. So that's a little bit about round one that made it a little bit different. Round two went like this, uh, Dalton Kincaid, so another tight end there. 13 was Jonathan Mingo, 15, Tajay Spears, 16, Tank Bigsby, uh, 17, Roshan Johnson, 18, CJ Stroud, 19, Bryce Young, 20, Jalen Hyatt, 21, Rashi Rice, 22, Sam Laporta, which was also our pick, surprise, surprise, 23, Jalen Reed, and 24, Marvin Mims. So as I said, in salary cap leagues, the the second-tier running backs get pushed up ahead of the second-tier wide receivers just because they have higher odds of either breaking out early or not breaking out early just so managers know 
what they're going to do with him within this three-year window that they have them. Uh, that's why it was not a huge surprise to see Spears and Bigsby and uh, Johnson uh, get drafted ahead of Rice and Mims and Reed. Um, not a too huge surprise. Surprise compared to normal drafts, but not in a salary cap league. Spears and Bigsby uh, have you know quicker path, plast, paths to playing time than uh, Johnson does, I think. So Johnson is you know the only one that I thought was a little bit of a reach here. I think Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman will both be ahead of him in the depth chart, where Spears and Bigsby only have to contend with Derrick Henry and Travis Etienne ahead of them. And so their coaching staffs drafted them, I think, to keep them and you know, keep their, their starters healthy. So I think they're going to get mixed in pretty quickly, which is why, again, running backs get bounced up, bumped up a little bit higher than they would in normal um, dynasty drafts when you're in a salary cap league. The surprise of this round for me was uh, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, he was the other reach in this round, I thought. Uh, I don't think that he should get drafted ahead of you know players with better NFL draft capital and less crowded wide receiving spots uh, here. It was a big, you know, big surprise that he'd get drafted at 20. I thought ahead of Rashi Rice, ahead of Jalen Reed, ahead of Marvin Mims. That was a surprise. Uh, he's got a loaded wide receiver, you know, to, to contend with in New York with Wondell Robinson, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, and then my favorite of the bunch, you know, is Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Hyatt's been a very polarizing player throughout the draft season, and the situation really worsened once he, the Giants, drafted him as far as his dynasty value. But some managers apparently like him uh, more than more than I do. Uh, he was the he was drafted sixth in one of my leagues. Amazing, twentieth in this draft, but he's gone twenty fourth and twenty eighth in my other drafts, and I haven't ranked twenty four. So to see him go at twenty is high. Let alone to see that in one of my other drafts, someone drafted him at six. Super surprising. Another thing about this round, as for our pick. You know, we did not plan on picking two tight ends in this draft. We, we thought that Mayer was going to fall to us, but when Laporta was, fell to us, he was the highest-ranked player on our board. We had him ranked 14. The next player, the only other player that we considered was Jaden Reed, who was drafted right after him. He was the only one that we considered there. Uh, but he's 22 in our rankings, where uh, Laporta was 14. And so we just went with the highest value. You know, we debated the Green Bay, but also thought that it was pretty, you know, uh, crowded core there of wide receivers at Green Bay too, or you could just say quite a, a crowded group of pass catchers now that they had those two tight ends. Um, we didn't really consider Mims because we thought it would take him too long to break out, and particularly in a salary cap league. Uh, bottom line, we just stuck to our board, and that means that now we have Mayer, Laporta, and Dulcich all under contract on our team. So three very young tight ends uh, makes for an interesting build for us for sure. The third round, which is the final round in these RSO drafts, a lot of times the salary cap leagues will kind of just cap out at like three rookies. And so we used to have a four-round draft. We've changed it to a three-round draft because you're, you're, uh, it's hard to explain, but in a salary cap league, like you, all these guys under contract, when you have four rookies, it starts to clog down your, um, clog down your, your roster spot. So we made the change a couple years, two years ago. This is the second year that we've had just three rounds in this draft. So here's where we go in round three. Pretty much everyone just taking a stab at their best guys. Uh, 25 was Will Levitz. 26, Izzy Abanacanda. 27, Zach Evans. 28, Cedric Tillman. 29, which was our pick, Chase Brown. 30, Deuce Vaughn. 31, Evan Hull. 32, Tank Digsby. Uh, no, sorry, Tank Dell, rather. Uh, 33, Keishon Butte. 34, Luke Shoemaker, 35, Luke Musgrave, 36, Dwayne McBride. Yeah, as I try to say, it's hard to criticize any of these picks in the third round of a salary cap league. Uh, you People pick them for different reasons. 
like I said, we only have three years because you can only extend two rookies. So, you know, you can do an extension or you can sign a guy to a second contract. And so that's why we only have three rounds. Uh, you can pick up the one-year option for a player or extend, you know, a second contract for another. So really, if you hit on all three of your rookie picks, you're kind of like in a little conundrum where you're probably going to have to let one of the three go. So all that to say, people are just taking a stab at someone that they think can maybe outperform in case their first or second round uh, player doesn't. We've tended to extend our wide receivers that we've hit on as in our draft picks. And so um, running backs, we've uh, just used the franchise tag on. That's what we've been doing uh, to try to keep our team afloat. Like I said, we've extended the contract of Terry McLaurin and CeeDee Lamb. Uh, we could extend a Monroe St. Brown at the end of this year. And Chris Olave, we could give him the, the extension after his third year, but he's, he's still with us only in his second year of his, his three-year contract. So pretty solid at receiver. All that to say that these third-round picks, man, managers are just taking a stab at upside and hoping that they can quickly decide whether this can be someone that they're going to want to extend or not. And to that end, we were happy that we drafted you know, Chase Brown at 3.5. Uh, we love his college production. We love his landing spot. And we feel like he has the easiest pathway to playing time compared to the other running backs that were drafted in this third round. I think that he should have a good chance to play sometime this year. And if he does well enough, the Bengals really could move on from Joe Mixon, as they've been rumored to do uh, all season, it seems like. So that's why we landed there. Real quickly then, just kind of an assessment of this roster. I know it's a little bit complicated to explain, but uh, RSO leagues are really fun. Uh, we now have 13 players on our squad that are under contract, which means that we're going to pick up 12 players in the free agent auction. So it's 25-man rosters. That means we got 12 open spots that we can pick people up in the auction, which will be fun. We do have the fifth highest amount of salary cap space, and so we can be pretty aggressive in the free agent auction. Once the top players perhaps get taken, uh, we definitely must sign a quarterback to, to a contract. We, we think that uh, Justin Herbert and Tua uh, Tagovailoa are the two best targets that are available for us there. There are four top, top-tier running backs that are going to be free agents, and they're in the free agent pool. And the teams with more salary cap money than we uh, have, they're probably going to fight it out for those those players. One of the things that we've done in this draft pretty successfully is sign kind of second-tier running backs to length, a little bit lengthier contracts during the free agent auction. That's why we had Jamal Williams on our team uh, two years ago. We added him late in the free agent draft, and he certainly helped. So in a PPR league, we think there's plenty of running backs that we can add to our team uh, to fill in those PPR roles. But Eckler and uh, Najee Harris are going to be our starters, and we're pretty much going to just go receivers at every other position in this four-flex four PPR league. Like I said, we're already stacked at receiver. Um, we'll probably add another you know, free agent or so for receiver in auction too, just so that we can uh, have guys when there's bye weeks and stuff like that. And we may decide, I don't know, to pick up a veteran tight end because we've just got those three young guys, but we're hoping that you know by the end of the preseason, we'll know that one of them has already earned a starting role and can be a starting role on our team too, letting us spend our free agent money, really get it, making sure we get a quarterback, sprinkling in several different running backs, and maybe add a receiver or two. So all that to say, that's what this leaves us with. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, running backs, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Jamal Williams, and now Chase Brown. Receivers, C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, Amon Ross St. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and Josh Palmer, who we thought about cutting, but you get fined. You, get, you have to still pay their money. They're still kind of get your salary cap if you cut them. Michael Mayer, it's tight end, uh, Sam Laporta, and Greg Dulcich. So pretty good young core, young squad. Like I said, we're fifth, fifth most amount of salary cap money, so we can be a little bit aggressive in the uh, free agent auction. We always find some values in there to kind of strengthen our team and hopefully make another run toward a championship.
Again, if you're not part of an RSO league, I really recommend it. It adds a new layer of complexity that makes it super fun. Maybe even have a co-owner because it's been a blast managing this team with my buddy Dave. Uh, we are Dynasty Freaks indeed. All right, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Uh, make it a two-way conversation. Anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than I am on Twitter, so contact me that way. Dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast. That would mean a lot to me as a truly independent podcaster. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.